0: I don't know of any braver men than Muslims. It's not because of their fearlessness of the dunya, it's because it doesn't matter how strong and big they can get, because they still go down into sajda and they still submit, because that's the strength. The strength is that you are not God. You don't need to do this all with your hands. It will be done. It will be done like it was going to be done since the beginning of time. One way or another, Inshallah.
1: Hello and welcome back to the New Nomos podcast. Here we are starting season 2 and we're starting it with a bang with a subject which I think is very relevant to the time we live in, which is what does it mean to be a man? But before we get into the episode itself, I just wanted to remind everyone about my online course The Spirit of Excellence. It's taking All of my knowledge up until this point and condensing it into bite-sized chunks to understand the time that we live in and what we need to do as humans to really and truly make change so that's making change within ourselves making change within our families making change within our communities and making change within society at large. It's called the spirit of excellence. It's available. It's online. The links in the description below. And if you've listened to my podcast and you've been following me and what I'm talking about and the subjects that I'm touching on, you'll know that this course is gold. So go ahead, click on the link, Watch the recording of the webinar, which explains a lot about what's in the course and the various themes, and you'll get a better understanding of what it is you are embarking upon, and then go and purchase the course and go through it from start to finish. I promise you, whatever money that you pay in rands, dollars, pounds, euros, whatever currency you're using, I promise you the value you are going to get in return is unmatchable. And so, with that said, I'd like to introduce you to this episode itself. It's called, What Does It Mean to Be a Man? Virility, Strength, and Islam. It's with a young man from Malaysia called Ishak Vadilio. He is a personal trainer, a very successful entrepreneur, and a man of great wisdom. Especially for somebody of his age, so without further ado, here is season two episode one.
0: Enjoy I think now like we we do live in a time where where um i mean health health is kind of being overlooked like you don't really need to have like a healthy fit body um it doesn't contribute to your economic output in in like uh in like i guess like in a capitalist society where like money really talks, but like having a fit body with no money, doesn't really talk that much. Mm. Um, so it, it, this has always been a very, very interesting topic for me. Um, uh, health, but yeah, centered around health and fitness. This is a very common topic I talk about with uh, my clients and uh, friends in general. People in KL kind of uh, always know me as like the, the healthy fitness guy, and I always try <laughs> to talk to people about it as much as possible, and also try to motivate people as much as possible to pursue a healthier lifestyle
1: yeah so how did you get into that in the first place
0: um how did i get into this um i was i mean i didn't really finish school like the typical um academic uh education um but i really enjoyed football and um football was very close to to um weightlifting and and being fit and healthy and um, i remember when i was about 18 one of my One of my one, one of the older guys who I knew he was a personal trainer and he was telling me like, it's really cool. Like it's really fun job uh, and you should get into it. And I was like, actually, like I could definitely teach people or coach people how to be fit and healthy as a, as a first occupation. Um, and then I got into it and, um, I mean, I just never looked back since then. I always felt like it was a, it was a great occupation to first start. In fact, if I, if I would recommend it to anyone who didn't really know what to do with their lives. At 18, I would say like pursue health and fitness, at least like for yourself, Yeah, at least for yourself. And then hopefully like it can transcend into other things. Um, taking care of your body is, um, is essential as, as we get older, it becomes even more essential, um, moving your body, um, past the point of 25, you can go down the path of like, like an 80% sedentary lifestyle to a, like, at least like an 80%, um, active lifestyle which like i i tell people nowadays like choose the active lifestyle because it uh you want to be fit and running and and healthy at 45 as well. No oh, 100%. Yeah. But
1: were you extremely fit when you were 18 and you started in this job or were you kind of like a bit of a charlatan just like uh, i need something to do? Uh
0: <laughs> No, i i i I really I was really passionate about it. Like I loved going to the gym, but I was like one of those guys who um You know, like I just wanted to be big. So like I would go to the gym and I would take like three, like, okay. No, it's not three. I mean, I did take it once, but like, I would take like one or two scoops of C4, which is like a mega caffeinated pre-workout. And I would go to the gym, like almost like drooling out of my mouth, trying to lift, like, you know, 150 kilo deadlift. And, um, um, the the journey of health, uh, the journey of health always changed for me. Like when I was 18, I just wanted to be big, Mm. big and strong. Um, and then when I got to like 21, I kind of wanted to be a bit more athletic. Um, and then when I was 21, I actually started uh, doing group fitness. So I I started working for this uh, company called Fly Project in KL, and they do like indoor cycling. And then we did boxing. We did um, this uh, workout called a, a fly climb, which is like a it's is like Versa climbing machine. It's like a it's like a rock climbing machine workout um but it was basically just like overall overall like encompassing like a group fitness workout right and um uh, yeah from there like i i always i i never really felt myself as like a like a very technical fitness trainer it was more like a motivational fitness trainer mm. um i mean like technically like fitness is very straightforward like calorie counting um weight loss uh, muscle building it's it's quite straightforward once you know like the 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 basics of it uh, but then what really intrigued me about it was like the ability to make someone the ability to make someone do something that they didn't feel like they could do and then make it their own thing so if i could just fire words like tell someone who had never exercised before a like like a 40 year old man would never exercise in his life who who probably doesn't really think that much of himself. He's never, he's never like, he's never done a full sprint, like a hundred meter sprint in his life and put him to do like a five kilometer run, like a straight run, for five kilometers in like training him for like six months. And then wow. him coming to me and saying like, wow, like that was, I didn't feel like I could do that. And it's like, yeah, like it's, but it's amazing that you can do it now. It's like, it's actually to, to a lot of people running five kilometers, it, 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 you know, is, is super easy. But to a lot of people, it exists just as barriers, like un, incomprehensible, like being able to run for five kilometers straight, which it's like, damn, like you can actually, like you have the capacity to change someone, even just with words. Well, yeah. I wasn't running with him all the time. I would sometimes just stand with him and just be like, okay, now you run, train your knees, train your ankles. And you run, and just practice, repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, then they're able to do it. So that really, like, what really intrigued me was the the ability to change people through physical exercise. Mm. Um, and then that's why, like, I, I I kind of I think it was last year I kind of just solidified that I think I'd do this for the rest of my life. Like, it, oh, wow. whatever I coached people in, it would always it would always um, have a little bit of of or like a lot of it actually would be with uh, health and fitness, Mm. for sure. My philosophy with fitness is like, just teach people about themselves a lot. You know, there's that saying like, know thyself. Like that's just the the, the number one for me, teaching someone Mm. about themselves, everything. When you wake up in the morning, what happens when you have a coffee? Do you crash at 2pm? Um, what happens if you don't drink enough water? Does your body heat up? If you don't get enough sleep? If you eat too much protein? If you eat too little protein? Um, and then just putting, pe- setting people off on this path of like, you know, this, you're gonna, you're not just spending like, let's say, for example, like a month or two with me. You're spending the rest of your life doing this. Mm. You're spending the rest of your life being healthy and active and and uh, eating well, and at least you should try to be. And um, so it doesn't just end with me. It doesn't just end with um, when the training stops, this whole thing stops. You have to enjoy doing this. And and I feel like this also I feel like a lot of fitness training is also is also in the mind, like overcoming those mental barriers is a is a big thing in fitness. I would say like much more importantly than uh, like training the muscles, like the muscles, training the muscles once you are able to do a 100 kilo squat or 100 kilo deadlift, you're only providing yourself evidence that you can now do it. Yeah. And once you have that evidence, it's like your self-confidence shoots up mm-hmm. and suddenly it's like, wow, like I, I can lift, I lift a hundred kilos on my back. You know, I can lift it up off the ground. And then once yeah. you get people starting to notice it's what I would challenge people to do, who don't believe they can do it now is once you can do it, try and stop because you get a rush when people start noticing It's like, Oh, wow, you can, you can lift this or you, you know, you, you look great. Or like you're taking care of your health. What are you doing to have all this energy? People, you'd be like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I can, I, can do this. I like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. And 100%. then it becomes very, it becomes very much like, like, um, and I would also like help people explore, like, are we, you know, when you, when it comes to health and fitness, are you doing this for, that kind of like some people like train to get big muscles to like to kind of gain validation of like, do I need to look like this? Or like, do I need to be fit and slim? Or like, um, and help people kind of explore that that thing. Like, why are you training? Like when when this thing gets cut off, when that validation gets cut off by other people, do you stop? Or when you feel like, you know, your challenge isn't really your own, do you stop? Or do you just keep going because you know like it's a consistency that matters? because you're not trying to prove it to others. You're trying to prove the thing to yourself. Like this is for me, this is my journey. Mm. And I'm training to prove to myself that I can control, like control myself in the sense where like, when I when I don't feel like doing it, I can still do it. I have complete control over that part of myself. Mm. And um, yeah, like this then goes into like self-discipline. Self-discipline as well is uh, is something I try to foster in people. Um, self-discipline is, is, is basically when in regard, when it comes to fitness is doing the thing that you don't want to do, but you know, you have to do it and you just, you have to just get it done. And this again, just provides evidence to your evidence to yourself that like, oh, I can do it. Even if I don't want to do it, I can still do it. I know I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to eat a salad today. I'm hungry. I want to eat a burger. No, like you're going to eat a salad. Why? Because... (laughs) It's you told yourself you're going to do it and you're going to do it. I don't feel like going to the gym today, but no, we're going to do it. And after doing this for one year, you can, you can just tell yourself like it was painful. It was, it was very excruciating, but you either suffer from the pain of regret or you suffer the pain of discipline. One of them, you're going to get, feel really, really happy about the other one. You're not going to feel so happy about. Mm. So you can, you can't avoid either in my eyes
1: testosterone is i mean all of the studies and everything you see out there it's like testosterone is just like (laughs) depleting you know prostate issues are going up from your experience and your understanding of your field of of expertise what's going on
0: um i i definitely say there's a there's a problem in the food we're eating like Very much. I'm not like a scientist or a doctor, Um, obviously, like I listen to podcasts like this for like for breakfast. It's just like people like Andrew Huberman, um, Tim Ferriss, all these guys who are doing uh, like um, field work in the in and exploring like um, about uh, testosterone levels and stuff, just listening to them. It's like it just makes so much sense. Like the food we're eating, the lack of exercise, the sedentary lifestyles we have. I'd also say like the the lack of doing for men, the lack of doing things that kind of fulfill us as men, um, are lacking. Um it's it's kind of like we from what I see, especially in Malaysia, like a lot of men, they kind of like go out into the world and just kind of like let themselves go. They kind of just get pulled around like this and this and this and 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 forget like their own um their own kind of like centrality, like what makes you a man? Like what makes a man, a man? And, and like, how do we align ourselves with that? And how do we, uh, how do we, um, improve that and expand that? So like our masculinity kind of becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. What then does
1: it mean to be a man? And how do you define manliness and how do you define masculinity? And I'm asking you, Isaac Vadir, you know,
0: I would say, it's something that, um, when I define manliness, I'd say like responsibility is definitely one, like responsibility of, 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 of the things that you need to do. Obviously, like you're very familiar with my father, Sheikh Omar Bedillo, who's, yeah. who's instilled a sense of duty as to like what needs to be done. Um always as a muslim for for allah for for islam for um for ourselves for y- your people um responsibility i was is the is the common theme i i see especially also especially in you know if you just read the even the first few pages of the root islamic education by late um shaykh abul um mm-hmm. So all about responsibility, and he's like, "You as men, this is what you have to do this is the this is the thing that you have to do in your lives, and you know it's it's like we we do live in a s- in a society where you know you get shoved into a box, and this is your box, and that's it if you if we do get put into that kind of little box and and we're not able to explore like what are we you know we are meant to like break out of that." Topple that system, recreate another system.
1: Topple what system?
0: The system, I guess that like capitalism has created for, for for man. It's like your your value is is economic output, and the belief that if you're not putting anything out or creating something or or building something in the dunya, you're you're really nothing. And and it, it, you see it a lot in 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 Asia, like in in Asia, like i'd say like um i mean as as Asians are also very spiritual like Asians are very materialistic a lot of a lot of things are driven by like material uh, gestures and um you see it like i know a lot of men who are depressed or at least they they don't really reveal that they are depressed but you know that they don't feel like they're worth anything if they're not putting anything out their economic output is very very low they're capacity to gain wealth is very very low and their their ability to like you know just hoard wealth is very very low and they just don't feel like they're anything they don't feel like they can do anything obviously money speaks it's just being put in that mindset of like damn like i need to spend the next i need to spend my 20s and my 30s to make enough money so i can retire in my 40s <laughs> you know it's like that that constant dialogue of like yeah like that's it that's what we're here to do instead like I mean, people that I, I feel like people that have like broken out of that system realize that like one, like money is is, is like a, it's like a toy, it's just like a little it's just like units, little units that we just play around with. I think I think I, I do think that like kids growing up nowadays that are exposed to like those video games where you can trade cryptocurrencies, they'll just look at money like, "Oh, money's just like a fun little thing. It's just like it's nothing. It's like I pay for little swords on a video game. With real money. And slowly they're starting to like break out. They're starting to ask questions like, wait a minute, like, can I just win like a million dollars? One, we had a, we actually had a, it's very interesting. We actually had a Pakistani driver who worked for us and his, his younger brother made 250,000 ringgit, which is the equivalent of, uh, of like, uh, 60,000 US dollars around there. He made 60,000 US dollars on, uh, Roblox and I can't remember if it was Roblox but on some video game he was like he made a store and then he was selling coins or something oh TikTok!
1: tock wow, wow what a good Pakistani boy MashaAllah. Yeah.
0: So he realized and you know this is he's like a, his family is like they came here as refugees and suddenly right. he had 250,000 ringgit and they bought a car they got everything and they just migrated to New Zealand um, with wow. that money which like is very very awesome for the family but um, you know it's like and and the kid was just he's a seventeen year old kid just like a little nerdy gamer. Literally, just like dude, that, that's awesome. Like he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like I was just playing the game, and I just realized like I I just had loads of money. So it's like that 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 way of breaking out of that system. I want to pause you
1: there. Yeah, the subject now. So you've got this young kid who's made a lot of money on the computer game, and now he's I mean there's genuinely been able to uplift the situation of his family. Yet yet he is a nerd. Is he manly? Has he take because he's taken on the responsibility of of looking after his family? You know, he made this money, he could have just taken it for himself. But he's still a nerd, Mm. probably a bit unfit. Spends all his spends his whole day on a computer in virtual reality. So is that a manly man or not? I don't know. I'm asking.
0: I'd say like the gesture is uh the gesture is certainly a, uh, it, it is a, it's a quality gesture to take care of your family. 100%. It's a, uh, it's, it's certainly very central to like what makes a man, a man, a man, you know, finds, you know, I, I, almost like pride in, in being able to take care of others. You know, in a way, like as I've gotten older, I've taken more pride in like, oh, wow. Like actually, if, if you do have more money, you can actually pay for your friend's meal you can actually yeah. um sort out the the airbnb for a friend you can actually give them a car when they need it you can actually um you know give others strength um money does speak at the end of the day like money was it, it does speak but uh, you know those gestures and and you know if you if you can continue doing those and then it 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 doesn't i'd say like it doesn't always mean like you have to do it like with capital you know it you can do it with also like other gestures you can just help making your the your family and friends' lives easier with your own you know with your muscles you can make it you can use your your brain to solve problems for people to make their lives a little easier um you can w- you know with your with speaking you can get people on board to help you know your mother move her furniture to the her n- n- new unit that she's moving to yeah. you know it's just like you have the capacity to help in, in many different ways. But, uh, you know, like money does obviously speak a lot. What, what what he did was was certainly, like, I'd say, like, it must have made him feel very proud of, like. Oh, 100%. You know, and he'll remember what he did for it forever.
1: Tell me more about biohacking, because I do know the term, but I don't know the intricacies of it.
0: So, basically, biohacking is, uh, it's like, a very common, like, modern term used for, like, A lot of young entrepreneurs, like what made it very appealing is like young entrepreneurs, um, they want to kind of harness their bodies um, through manipulating it by like taking care of their nutrition, exercising regularly, um, taking like various substances, like not illegal narcotics, um, but like um, scientifically backed um, uh, supplements and substances to in order to enhance and improve their cognitive performance. Um, their physical performance and um make their bodies and uh minds a lot more consistent in let's say developing innovating and um you know these these are people with who have like huge like massive uh net worth so like they don't um they don't shy away from spending on like the best supplements the best chefs the best uh the best food um um and exploring paying scientists like exploring different ways you know like um understanding more through like DNA testing about how they can take, you know, what what gene works best for like a Caucasian 45 year old male with blue eyes who has this genetic background, who has a history, family has a history of heart disease. How can I manipulate it so I can consistently be like at my best all the time? Obviously, like, you know, like for every like for most normal people, like every day is like an up and a down. Like one day you feel like super energetic, feel pumped, feel motivated. But then the next day, you just feel like, oh, I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to, I just want to stay in bed all day. And like, you know, don't, I don't want to move. But then, you know, when you're at that level, you can't really afford to have those days. So these guys do go into like huge, and this isn't just these guys. I mean, like, I would say like, I tried to biohack as much as possible. I try to yeah. manipulate my body so I can consistently just keep going. And I think, I mean, I'd like what I do for my own self. Um, you don't need to be like a, a like super rich to be able to do it. you just need to be able to discipline yourself eat yep. well and you know the once you do th- something for like 21 days it becomes a, a habit so it becomes and and i think if you do something for 66 days it becomes your lifestyle well that's interesting
1: i, I wanted to, to touch on something that i'm currently doing right now mm-hmm. which is drawing from my course the was called the spirit of excellence I've got a section that's on classical music and using classical music as a kind of case study so what I started yesterday is a 21 day classical music challenge where I've carefully selected 21 pieces of classical music which start at five minutes and they work all the way up to a full symphony at the end of the challenge of 45 minutes so they increase Like Mm. gradually they get slightly longer and I use pieces from different composers, different musical composition, periods, different instruments. Mm. I'm like playing with the thing. There's one piece there, which is only voice. So there's no, the only instrument is the Mm. human voice. And it's being structured to elevate the frequency of your inner energy and raising you up. And gi- giving you access to that heroic energy within you, and so I've put it. I, I've mm-hmm. done. The, I've I've started this challenge because it's part of what I'm calling to in my course, right? But I also think that, and I don't know because I'm still. It's it's half challenge, half experiment. I've got fifty people mm-hmm. who are like actively listening all over the world. I got f- actively listening to the piece of music that I send them every morning. And for accountability, yeah. they they have to send me uh, a reply saying, what did they feel listening to that piece of music? So, it, And the responses, I mean, I've only done two, I'm on day two now, and the responses are unbelievable. It's unbelievable how, like, really? this is already amazing. Like, and the thing is, is, what's really funny is that you'll get three women that say exactly the same thing, and one of those women is in America another one's in Germany, and another one's in South Africa, and they've sent me the exact same feeling from that piece of music. And then you've got a man in the UK, you've got a man in the UK, a man in Nigeria, and a man somewhere else in South Africa, and they have sent me a message saying exactly the same thing. Completely different. Completely different people in completely different places in the world. But whatever it is that that music is communicating is that they felt it, and they felt the same thing, you know? And it's like these people are in whatever it is is in tune. Um, I mean, the one piece that I sent out this morning for me, it's the line with hardship comes ease. It's like this is very powerful pieces of music. And then it's like very soft and and beautiful and then it's harsh and then it's beautiful. And for me, it's like with hardship comes ease. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I literally put my phone down, pick my phone up again. And a woman in, I think she's in New York she sent me a message saying oh this one just reminded me of the line with difficulty comes ease so it's like use a different word but it's exactly the same thing she's talking about you know and i found it it's really interesting but it's so it's, it's this thing of your inner there's a, there's an energy within you there's a fire within all of us you know whether you want to call it energy divine energy tapping into the universe or whatever it is there is abundant energy out there and we can all tap into it and whether that's to exercise or whether that's to you know be more productive or whether it's just to be more present with people or or however you want to use that energy it's there and it can be tapped into and classical music is a key into that realm and it's a key into that realm because it's communicating something without words without thinking there's no thinking involved it doesn't go in through your head it goes into your heart it's a feeling it's an emotion it's a it's a frequency and like i know you've probably seen that video about the japanese guy who played different types of music to ice and then froze it
0: oh then the the snowflakes
1: right and made different snowflakes right and harsh music and beautiful music whatever now if you're listening to classical music you know, these harmonies and frequencies, etc., etc. they are doing that to the water inside your body. It's happening. And it's really interesting so far. So I'm very excited to see how this unravels. Yeah, over the next keep doing it. 20, that's, that's 21 days. It is very interesting. And I think, I don't know, we can talk about some kind of collaboration or something and see if we can just run yeah, a test sure. group, you know, like get 10 of your clients or whatever, or however many, and we just run a test group and just see, does that affect how they feel train you know does it affect their state you know i don't know i just i just feel when you're talking i was like oh this is what i'm doing they can let's see if we can do something there
0: interesting yeah like that's it like that's that's basically the 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 backbone of it it's like what use does it have to us you know to optimize to optimize to optimize to to push us to be more than what we are you know like that's that's amazing keep doing that getting good results like that's that's awesome like you know that's what science is science is results
1: that's the third part of my course so there's a third section which is on the subject of music and the first part is the journey to the self the second part is understanding the time we live in and the traps of the 21st century the third part is like i mentioned music and then there's a fourth part right which is what i've called the way forward so i'm saying that Given the fact that you're on the journey to the self, and you understand the time we live in and the problems with our time, and you understand that there are techniques and mediums that you can use to transcend the horrors of this reality, right, and go into a higher sphere of whether you want, again, like what I'm saying, frequency, energy, uh, consciousness, whatever terminology you want to use, then what's the way forward? right? And so what I've done is I've outlined 10 principles, which I call the heroic principles. And the first five are to unlock the wild man. So the way I've defined it is number one is spontaneity, acting out of the moment. Number two is virility, which is the art of being a man. Number three is enthusiasm, which is I've defined it as the art of showing gratitude because if you show gratitude you can maintain an enthusiastic relationship with life through good or bad so if you show good for the bad you can still stay in a positive state. The fourth one is passion which is the art of loving and when I say loving I'm not just talking about romantic love or kind of relationship love I'm also talking about loving what you do like showing being passionate about the work that you do being passionate about how you interact with other people you know just putting so the art of loving in a much broader sense and then the fifth one i put as trust and then i go on to another five which are more kind of around the chivalric principles and refining man and making man more noble but with those five ones i wanted to really in particular touch on this thing of virility Because what I've said in the course is that in order to train, in order to nurture that virility within you, you have to be exercising. Because if you're not exercising, if you're not fit, you cannot be virile. So whether it requires being virile to be man or not, or whether you define man as under the banner of virility, for me, as far as I'm concerned to thrive and survive in the coming chaos because there's political and economic chaos coming you need to be virile alongside those other spontaneous passionate enthusiastic trusting etc now you've got under the banner of virility you've got physical strength you've got psychological strength and you've got sexual strength and confidence so the, those four kind of aspects they, they all intertwine and from what i understand they're all connected of course so and they all and the underlying one is your physical exercise and that's why i wanted to touch on that's why i wanted to really talk with you in particular when I look at you, honestly, if I had to define vadio you are virile. So, Mr. Virility, Mr. Virile. First of all, how does your physical strength relate to confidence?
0: I think from I think from a very young age, I was I was a lot more confident when I was a younger a younger guy for sure. Like, I over time like you you as 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 you go on and you start taking more risks and you start trying testing the waters testing the waters you know you start to realize like actually life one is very unfair it doesn't always go your way it doesn't you know it doesn't always happen the way you want it to happen um yeah, and you know this it does beat your confidence quite a bit quite a lot um i'd say like you know But being able to overcome that, I would say, like, I went through a period where I was much less confident, but then coming kind of out the other side and instead of like, you know, instead of attaching myself to the outcome, which I did as a younger man, constantly like, oh, like, I'm expecting this to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really upset. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, well, shit, like, you know, (laughs) you know, I hate my life. It's not that great. And then, you know, you're expecting like, oh my God, like, I'm so screwed. Like, this isn't going to go the way I thought it was. I'm so like, it's not, it's, this is bad. It's not good. It's not good. And then suddenly it all just turns out to be totally fine. You know, it turns out to just be like, okay, like even COVID COVID is a great example. COVID is just like, you know, how helpless did we all feel during COVID? Especially like, you know, I mean, I was 25 at the time. I couldn't imagine being like 14 or 12 or, you know, it's like, what the hell is going on? Like we just closed the world down, and every adult in around me is like, Put a mask on, don't do this, you know, don't go out, don't go out, you're gonna die. I could imagine that just, you know, for a kid being like, Wow, like that is like that must have been so scary. Like, you know, I'm sure kids have internalized it, but they'll remember that for the rest of their lives. And you know, it's, it's, you know, we're still here, we're still like, we're fine. I remember, like, I remember during COVID, I lost. We, I'm, I was working in fitness. In, in in overnight, I lost my entire job, everything, my entire yeah. income was just like boom gone. And I was like, yeah. wow, like, and I was like, who knows when this pandemic that is, you know, like every uh, every century, uh, you know, is gonna end. It could end in like ten years. It could end. I not <laughs> We didn't know when it would end. So it was just really like uncertainty, and and uncertainty, and you know this. If if you were someone who relied only on your hands, and you were you were someone who just relied on on yourself as um, you know, it's like, oh god, like what can I do? What could I possibly do? I mean, honestly, there are a lot of things you could have done. Like, there are a lot of a lot of people I know made a lot of money and stabilized themselves during COVID. They were fine. I just was not in that boat when I was when I was there. But I was I was never scared. You know, I was always. I I was never like oh my god like oh, this is depressing I lost my job I lost this I lost I mean I lost all my savings during COVID I everything gone but it never it never really upset me even though I had to work very hard for it it made me just realize like it can actually just be taken away like that and but that's just life and then when COVID when everything opened up I was very fortunate to like have some opportunities to have made it all back and but you know throughout that period it's like wow like I went up and then I went down. And I was down for a while, but then I came back up and, you know, I was, I was fine the entire time. I was worried, but I was fine. And, you know, when you go through that as a young man, you realize like, actually, like, none of this is really in our hands. Like, you know, it's all, you know, by Allah. And, and that's really the only, you know, Allah's the only real one. You know, we're Muslim. Allah's the only thing we can really rely on. He's the only one we can really go to when we're, when we're down, when we're up. And, um, you know, it was always that was always the place I kind of went to, and that's always the place I would go to when it comes to if I lack confidence. I always kind of just say like, "I trust Allah." So that's it. That's what I'm doing. That's that's what's happening, and I can always go back to that. Um, I was actually just talking with my father a few months ago about it um, because um, you know he always told me he was the one who told me that you know like trust Allah, and and he would tell me this regularly, and I would you know I, I went to him and I was like you know like I always listen to what you said about um, about uh, when you said trust Allah, when you said, um, you know, like, yeah, like when whenever I'm down, it's like, it's fine. It's just kind of relieves my anxiety of everything. And my lack of confidence goes away because actually it's like, what am I really unconfident about? Like the, the outcome is not in my hands. And he said, you know, that's, that's good. You know, it's good that you feel that way, but you know, that's not what I meant by that. It's not. You don't go to Allah when you lack confidence and when you're scared and when you're you go to Allah for everything. So like you can't you can't lift a hundred kilos. We'll say like no, I can't I can't do it. You say like I can't build a billion dollar company and take Bill Gates on in the uh, in the microchip market. Well, why not? Like you know like you you don't have you know it's not your outcome. I mean it's it is I'm oh, sorry it is your outcome, but it's not. You know, you can do it if you believe you can do it. And who really gets it done is Allah. And so as long as you have that with you, it's like you can really do anything. It's And what my father said was, he said, it's it's not, um, it doesn't just like save you when you're down. It's actually to unleash your true potential. And hmm. your true potential is is that. It's like once you really let go of the... I guess, like the shackles of Dunya, you really are like, you really can look at the world and be like, wow, like, actually, like, I can get my hands on as much money as I want. I can actually get my hands on any person I want in this world. I can talk to any person I want. I can speak to them. I can, I can, I can get them on my side. I can, I can, I can bring them into my community. I can have them with me. And, you know, it's like, what else do you need after that? You know, it's like you're not going to run a billion-dollar business by yourself, anyways. You need 100%. to be able to bring people, and you need to be the chief of your tribe, the chief of your community, to get people in and and organize and and all this stuff. So, you know, I guess like for me, that was always the center of my confidence. I would like from a from a, from a young age, I was I always felt that way about um, about dealing with stuff. And obviously, like it it's not perfect. I'm not like a mega confident. Like I obviously yeah. have my insecurities and as as do we all. Um, but when it comes to those big things now, like and I tell myself, like, nah, it's impossible. I can't do it. I used to be that kind of person who's like, ah, don't even try doing that. It's not, it's not gonna work. And like, um, now I just see like it's like even if someone is so ridiculously enthusiastic about something that I'm like, oh my god, like you're so naive, like you're so like what are you even talking about? Like just young people talking about like just silly things. But now I'm just like, God, Like just go do it. Go do it and figure out that you can't do it. But I'm not going to tell you you I'm not going to be the one to hold you back from learning a lesson right now. Like I can 100%. be that person, but I don't want to be that person. And even if I could teach them that lesson, perhaps I'm not the right teacher. Perhaps I'm not, right. I'm not the way they should learn. Perhaps they should put a lot of money in into a business and see it fail, and then you know, like perhaps that should happen because why yeah. should I be nicer to the nicer to them than the world is, because ultimately they will they will find the same education in terms of self-confidence. They will understand that like the outcome is not in my hands, so let me let go mm-hmm. of it and just be okay with whatever happens, you know, trust Allah and 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 just see what where it goes from there, I feel like that's the that's the ultimate confidence. For, for Muslim and non Muslim, like to, to let go of, of uh, 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 attaching yourself to the outcome is, the, is the, the, the bread and butter. Like, what holds most people back from starting anything is like an outcome. Like, oh, how is this gonna make me look? How is this gonna make people look, view me? How is this, you know, is this gonna improve my career? It's just, it's like, mm, yeah, do you the enjoy noise. it? Does it fulfill you? Are you satisfied? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, do it. And to get the money, and forget that this it's like you know like we're living in a world where like you know we're chasing something for something instead of for ourselves and and um you know i i recently had a had a relative i mean a couple of years ago who passed away um who who made me realize a lot about um you know like what we're here for is is so uh so uh You know, like, it just made me realize, like, the important things Like we're here for a little, tiny little period of time. And, and, you know, the majority of people spend that little period of time feeling like they can't do anything. And then there are a lot of people, like, there are a small little proportion of people who believe they can do anything. And it's like, be there, like, be enthusiastic, be optimistic. Like, yeah, like, the world is falling apart. It might seem that way because bloomberg told you that the stock market's crashing every other day but you know like hey like you can make what you want of this world like you don't have to be in a city you don't have to be in new york or or, or london to to enjoy life you can be out in the fields of of uh in canada or in uh in russia wherever you want to be or in, in you know in the jungle of india and you can be with yourself and and you have enough 100
1: you know, you... percent. i mean that's what one thing i always say is that you know because i mean one thing that you mentioned is uncertainty and anyone that's following me or listen to my stuff will know that i always repeat the same line and it's actually a, la- a line your brother told me sure mm-hmm. ages ago and it's a man came to rumi and asked him what is fear and rumi replied non-acceptance of uncertainty if you accept uncertainty it becomes adventure and and I honestly say and anyone who listens to this is it's really and truly amazing if the, the next time you're in a position of fear and when I say fear I mean that's over overarching fear it's like that includes like anxiety and silly little fears and little noises in your head and 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 like uh fear of humiliation or fear to go out and try something new right if you just tell yourself that thing what is fear non-acceptance of uncertainty okay 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 if you accept uncertainty it becomes adventure you have no idea how this thing's gonna go right yeah you you don't think you can do a five kilometer run but you know what, you've taken that leap of faith and you're, you're going to Isaac Vadio to go and train. And you tell yourself that, like, what is fear? Non-acceptance of uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know Isaac Vadio. Someone recommended him to me, but I'm going to go and I'm going to go and train with him and I'm just going to go boom. And then go with the uncertainty you don't know what's going to happen but all the greatest things in life all the most amazing experiences you're going to have they're all going to come from a place where the outcome is uncertain whether that's picking up women in the in the street whether that's going on a wild adventure into the jungle or doing something crazy and new that you've never done before it's in the experience it's in the adventure that you're gonna you're gonna learn not Mm. just about the world but also about yourself
0: you know and it heightens the way you live as well like it it really like you know it puts you in like getting used to uncertainty it's not a it's it's not particularly a comfortable place to be but what it does is it just heightens the the senses it makes you like aware it makes you like wow like i'm not safe i'm not i don't know where i am i don't know what's going on but I have my two hands. If I need to fight someone, I can fight. If I need to run, I can run. If I need to to move and if I need to talk, if I need to bullshit, if I need to 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 act right,
1: you can. You can. Yeah. And I can. But for the man that doesn't exercise, the man that doesn't train some kind of martial art, you know, for the man that can't run five kilometers, he can't do that. And that's why for me, why I'm saying that part, part of, part of these, th- these principles that I'm outlining, one of them is virility and part of virility is strength training and being yeah. fit and looking after yourself and looking after your body. Because if you're gonna be one of those people that's able to break free or, or not break free from fear because no one can be fearless. But if you want to be one of those people that is able to stand up to your fears, and you want that confidence, you need to know, if you need to, I can run a kilometer that direction. If I need to, I can mm-hmm. fight whatever's in front of me, yeah. you know? If I need to, I can climb up over that wall, you know? It's like, I'm ready in myself, and I've got that physical confidence. And I think that is an, is an is a integral part of this idea of what it means to be a man. I agree. One thing that I also see today, is that the aspiration that we're what 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 we are told to aspire towards is making money. We're told that success is having lots of money. Having lots of money is not success. Having lots of money means you're good at making money. Right? Mm, so if yeah. you're gonna define that as success, yeah, great. But that's not That's not success. Because you can have lots of money and live a miserable life. And I know lots of people that do have lots of money and do live miserable lives. You know, they're psychologically broken. Yes, they can go and stay in a five-star hotel. But what's the point of staying in a five-star hotel if you have no friends? You know, you're just going to be alone. If you have to stay
0: with yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're told to aspire towards wealth, right? But that is in a system that has been created to destroy man because whole man in his fullness cannot be controlled by money and cannot be controlled by a financial system that needs man to be subservient it needs man to be a slave in this system because without with free alive hot-blooded strong heroic man as like with the noble warrior as the highest aspiration the greatest fighter I mean we all see it we all look at Khabib and and whatever there's something about Khabib that we're just yes he speaks to that echo of of heroism that as Muslims in particular you know it's in us it's it's a it, that frequency hits us like the classical music you know, if you listen to Beethoven's seventh symphony or the third symphony or one of his really heroic pieces, you know, it speaks to that heroic part of your being. And it's like, it it's like kindles that fire within you is that I can be more, I can yeah. do more, I can do whatever I want to do, right? It speaks to that. When you see Khabib and he wins his 30th fight, And he breaks down on the floor, you know, and he's crying and you're like, he's human. He's just lost his father. But look at that. At that point, he's now gone into Sajda and I'm Muslim, he's Muslim and I love him. And he speaks to that heroic part of my being. And again, and I'm going to continue and I'm going to say this and and for me personally, the same thing, exactly the same with Andrew Tate. And I said, there's a man who's not afraid to stand up and speak the truth. And he, when I mentioned those five qualities, I mean, he covers them all. I mean, he's spontaneous, you cannot fault him on his spontaneity, that he's so dangerous because they don't know what he's gonna say next because he doesn't know what he's gonna say next. He's just speaking in the moment. He's virile as hell, you know, you can't deny his virility. He's -hmm. enthusiastic all of his interviews why is he so loved and watched because he's enthusiastic he's charismatic he's humorous he's making jokes all the time and people want to listen to him he's passionate about what he does you cannot fault him on his yearning for something and it shows through the way he speaks the way he holds his body his body language and the that fifth um, characteristic that I was talking about trust and I mean people trust him People trust mm-hmm. him. Young men
0: trust him. He he he's definitely touched like a, like a lot of heartstrings and a lot of young men who are you know growing up like you know li- watching videos like the Zeitgeist, watching things like watching things like uh, the Matrix and watching um you know like stories that kind of you're like yeah like we do live in that this system we do live in this and someone to just come out into the world just be like yeah like this is this is it like it's a joke you know with podcasting it's given everyone the platform to speak and he's been able to go on and, and kind of like touch on a lot of a lot of things that are like very central to men which is like when men feel like they're not when men feel like they're powerless when men feel like they're like wow like and this is like you know like a lot of people like a lot of people uh um you know they feel like they're powerful um but then the majority of people who aren't in that one percent they really feel like wow like i am literally nothing. I have nothing. I'm not fit. I have. I'm. I'm not rich. I'm. I have no women. I'm not attractive. I'm. You know, it's like to that person, he's kind of just saying like, you know, like he's like, look, like, if you feel like your 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 life is worth nothing, like, do the thing that you know you're supposed to do, which is like not live as a slave. It's not in human like you said before. It's like, it's not in humans nature to or in man's nature to live as a as a like little pawn of the system and just do what you're supposed to do uh, without it being central to you you're not meant to live in a little cubicle in the city on pavements with no sunlight facing a computer screen you know and you know without breathing any fresh air without exercising without walking without talking without socializing um without being part of any type of community that lifts you up instead of pushes you down further um i'd say like he he's definitely touched like uh, touched a lot of those things i don't i don't massively agree with everything he says like um i'd say like his 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 uh his his um uh his him pointing out problems is accurate super accurate his diagnosis sometimes is like okay like wait a minute like that is like his because what he he tells a lot of men to do is like he's like oh like but again like it can also be changed like out of context like what he says is like you got to get rich you got to get rich and take care of your body which is good like you should be able to like have the capacity to take care of the things in your life with money but that still doesn't beat the system you're in it still doesn't beat like the system of like of um of like are we still going to keep chasing the money with this and even if you do make 300 400 million dollars which is a lot of money You don't need to work ever again. Have you beaten the system or have you not just put yourself above in a better situation in the system? You know, it's like, so for me, it it was always there. It was always that moment. It's like, but a lot of other things, like when he speaks about like men need to take care of their health. Absolutely. There's no question about that. Men need to work harder. Yes. And men need to be responsible, more responsible for themselves. Um, um. Those th- things like Andrew Tate actually is very interesting. Like I remember one time he, w- he was talking on a podcast, and I used to like vape every now and then, um <laughs> which I like I never never like doing, but it's so addictive. Once you get used to, it, it's just like oh, I would just see someone with a vape, and we're like oh, come on, please give me some. And I remember he he said in a podcast he's like you know if you can't con- if there's one thing you can't control if you have one thing you know how you do one thing is how you do everything. And he said I remember he said something along the lines of that. I remember just being like i'm not vaping anymore like no like i'm not vaping ever again (laughs) that's always a very funny story i would tell people um but it's it's he he does touch on a lot of things like he does put a lot of things into perspective i would say um but then the diagnosis i would always still tell men like you know explore the it's explore being kind of outside that system or like what that could even be like or changing the system you know there's no there's no i don't feel like there's any um, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with gaining wealth. Like, I don't think there's any, anything oh, no. wrong in wanting to have more wealth at all. You know, it's like, it's perfectly okay. But if it's like, if you're, if you're viewing wealth in dollars and this is the only way you can have wealth at, or even just to buy bullion gold, it's like, if you're just buying bullion gold to keep bullion gold in your, underneath your mattress or in a yeah. safe in, in Hong Kong, um, <laughs> Like, you know, it's like that that needs to be moved by the gold, turn it into coins and circulate it and make that the the currency. We've kind of seen that with Bitcoin. Bitcoin was kind of like the the thing everyone thought was the the Bitcoin is just fiat currency under fiat currency. It's like double fiat. So at the end of the day, the only measure of Bitcoin's value is still in dollars. There's no translation of like, what is Bitcoin in like a weight of gold? There's no translation. The only translation you could make through that is via the exchange of the US dollar. Yeah. So there's yeah. still... still you my th- know, th- my thing mean, is
1: though, my thing on the subject of wealth is that very outwardly, debt is a control mechanism. So get mm. the get rid of all of your debt. And I think that getting out of the debt trap is a massive... Already that takes some amount of courage... To break free of it, and then to to not—I mean—you are saying that you can get money anywhere, and you can get a loan, and this, that, and the other. Yes, if you have the business acumen, and you're not going to screw yourself over with it. But for me, the the biggest debt—I mean, the, the the problem is it. I mean, you've touched on it now, and y- y- whether you're talking about a, a debt in ringgits or a debt in rands or a debt in pounds or dollars. The currency itself is a debt and it's not even a debt, it's a deficit on a debt. And the money itself is the control mechanism. And I say this to everybody out there. And if you want to learn more, you can check out my course and you can go through it. And I will explain to you in much more detail, the reasoning behind what I'm going to say. But if you believe today that your money is real you are an obedient slave and as as long as you believe the money is real you are an obedient slave and the only way out is accepting that it's not real and going on a journey to make yourself better to make yourself stronger physically psychologically inwardly outwardly and and going forward and is going is going to make you a better person and is going to bring you into the company of better people and in the company of better people you are going to be better and you're going to make the other people better and and you, where else do you want to be Absolutely. there's this beautiful line that was by one of the german it was a german chivalric knight and philosopher Wolfram von Essenbach recorded that Wilhelm addressed his knight saying, There are two rewards that await us. Heaven and the recognition of noble women. You know, I mean, what more do you want? It's like you get the recognition of the most noble women in this life, and in the next life, you know, you're there... (laughs) In the best of places and, and 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 for me that's that's what i'm calling to and i'm calling to men to to make themselves stronger so that they are able to thrive in the chaos that's coming but also to understand the chaos that's coming and to understand the political and the social and the philosophical and the economic re like um arena so that you can maneuver and you can't do it alone so you need other people and so and like you mentioned it about um taking on the responsibility and creating your tribe and I'm like yeah absolutely because you need strong people around you and you need company but if you're going to be a little weak man sitting behind a computer playing computer games all day and yeah you can make all your money on the computer game and don't get me wrong like i've got all the respect for that young man that made his money and helped his family out and moved to new zealand like big respect um he saw a gap and he and he hit home and if you are able to see gaps like that and you can smash it do it but also Mm -hmm. be doing the other things you know also be out there training and and make yourself physically strong because making yourself physically strong makes you psychologically strong and it makes you sexually strong i mean i started this training right is with this man called mock he's absolutely he's absolutely brilliant he's absolutely amazing he's a japanese guy he's based in cape town he's been there for ages i just didn't know about him he's like this proper like back-end ghetto gym upstairs on top of a restaurant small little room and he calls it stretching, yeah, stretching. <laughs> but you go in there and for one hour straight, he puts you through hell, right? But it's only you, you go there with a bottle of water and a yoga mat and every class is different, but it's just, it's like, it's stretching exercises, but it's like very dynamic stretching. I mean, it's it's more towards HIT. And you're doing rep- wow. repetition after repetition after re- repetition after repetition. But what I realized, so I started in January, and a lot of the mo- a lot of the exercises are all in the hip, so there's a lot of things you've got your legs stretched out and your hands on the floor and then lifting yourself up and doing things without your hands, doing things without your legs and stuff. but it's all a lot of the lower abdominals, hips, hip flexors, the the leg muscles connecting into the hips, et etc et etc right and i didn't think anything of it i was just getting such a high after these classes like and i was actually my i was doing it at the beginning to just clear my mind because i'm mm. doing so yeah. much reading and research and editing and i'm sitting on a computer i'm editing stuff i'm doing my course I'm, there's so much noise and just i was going there just to shut up to just shut up the noise right yeah And then afterwards, you know, you're getting this dopamine injection, like straight into the adrenal gland, you know, and it's so amazing. So I I just, and then I was like, I I had to keep going back. I just wanted to go back and I kept going back and I've been doing it for like four or five months, whatever it is.
0: How do you feel like it has changed you like physically and perhaps sexually? Well,
1: well, the thing about the, the physically, right. Everyone, everywhere I go is like, yo, people, you're looking really strong. And I'm like, am I? Cool, I'm training. (laughs) And like somebody asked me, it's like, have you lost weight? And they're like really aggressively, "Like, have you lost weight? I was like, I don't know, I haven't weighed myself, but I'm feeling strong. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point because I wasn't doing it for, I've been doing it for that dopamine rush, straight Mm -hmm. up. I enjoy that and I keep going back for that and like suddenly i realized okay so all of these muscles are all of those like deep hip muscles as well so there's your kegels and your internal hip stuff and whatever bro not only can you keep the guy up for as long as you want you can keep the guy back for as long as you want i did not know what was possible
0: oh and dude could... um, um if you if you if you're interested in finding out more about that um there's a really i'll I'll send you the 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 name it's it's a book called uh the multi orgasmic man by this uh he's a chinese spiritual healer <laughs> called Manta right? yeah very very interesting like this is a it's a very very interesting book and he talks about um the male orgasm and the the connection between um ejaculation and uh ejaculation and the orgasm he says they're separate they're yeah, not yeah. the same thing the ejaculation is a byproduct of the of the uh the orgasm but men can actually harness it through like training their like pelvic floor muscles and like their ability to like you know i think he's a he's a taoist so he speaks about like the different energies in parts of the body and you can harness as you get the orgasm you can like sort of pull the energy back up and and in a way like instead you you have an orgasm but you internalize it and the energy that's used to release is actually absorbed back into the body so you can keep going. Like, it's super interesting. Like I'll send you. And he, he talks about these like very strange um exercises too, like, you know, like pulling the the head of the penis and breathing out. Like it's it's really funny. Like he also has some videos on YouTube about it. But it's really interesting, um, the book, cause um uh when I was um I had a friend I have a friend here who who did it and um he um he like practiced it, and he can like fully do it and i was like bullshit like no way and then i spoke to his girlfriend was like oh no he can actually do it i was like wow <laughs> so he can just do it and then cycle the energy back through and just keep going and then cycle the energy back through and then at the end when he wants to finish everything after like as long as he wants really he can finish and once see, you see this is what I'm through your
1: body exactly and what what I've realized through this is what is possible, so it's like it's <clears throat> so there's one there's one element which is like let's say if we're using the example of this man doing the five kilometers like let let's just use the example like, for 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 somebody like me it's like go run a five kilometer uh thing. like yeah, yeah, of course I can run a five kilometers i I know I can do a five kilometers've been able to do i used to run cross country I'm fit I can do it you just give me the track and I'm going to ride five kilometers. Now tell me that I can fly 500 kilometers. Right. Then one day you fly and you're like, this is possible. I can fly. It's like something that you don't even, like you're not even aware that that this thing is, is possible. And you stumble across it and you're like, well, I can fly. (laughs) You know, it's like, wow. So, you know, like it's, it's all of these things. And this is something again, coming back to the music music can tap into that it taps yeah. into, it's like you listen to a piece of music and that mu- piece of music will play in your dream so you're dreaming and that piece of music is echoing through your dream and things are happening in that unseen realm and it is it, it, it it's it's real there you can tap into
0: these places have you have, have you ever um, experimented with like um, uh... Uh, any like kind of vitality supplements? I follow so many people who who talk on podcasts, especially this one guy, um, Doctor Andrew Huberman, who I like. I love listening to. He's a is a medical doctor, um, uh, and he's a he's just a he's a scientist. He's like just he's incredibly like well um, versed in in like all things testosterone, um, biohacking, um, and he he has a, pod, a podcast of his own. he, t- he constantly talks about like. Testosterone um uh, harnessing and things you can take and there's actually this one um i don't know if you've heard about it before it's called tonkat ali um it's a supplement it's like a it supplement that the... kind of it yeah. yeah it like boosts sexual function um and uh, it boosts your testosterone as well so I recently started like experimenting with these things. I took um tonkat Ali and i it was experimenting with another supplement called Shilajit. Shilajit is a Shilajit is also something very interesting. I would, for people listening, I would highly recommend looking into Shilajit. It's a, it's a mineral that grows in the rocks, in the Himalayas over hundreds of years of like terraforming, the mountains just kind of collide together. All the debris of rocks and trees that end up at the bottom of the mountain, um, uh, they kind of just, uh, the trees, what ends up happening is they go under the rocks and they just decompose with rainwater. And with uh, uh, with just time, like these trees, which are like, if you took an entire tree and you just like condensed it into like a mineral, like a little like bowl of minerals, like that would be so mineral dense. And so that's basically what happens. It just decomposes and you end up with this sticky tar, like um, mineral paste. That's basically right. just decomposed plant matter. And what the Sherpas in the Himalayas will do is they'll go up and they'll harvest it every summer because during summer the rocks heat up and then the, this black paste will ooze out of the rocks. They'll take it down the mountain and then they will uh, uh, wash it, I think, and they'll sun dry it and then they're able to sell it as a product. So I came across this. Um, it's so funny. I was I was watching one of these like conspiracy p- uh, pages on the yeah. Instagram and it was like one guy was talking. He's like, your testosterone is low. Like the human testosterone has gone down 80% in the last like. Four decades like you know you gotta you gotta take care of it, take shilajit Jeet, and I was like, "What is Sheila Jeet? obviously I, I like anything that's like okay, cool, boost testosterone, you know increase your frequency, I'm in, let's go. So I looked up where I could get it, I got some here, tried it, and it was so inc- like I was like I felt like I mean I'm only I was only 27 last year I'm not super <laughs> yeah. I'm not super old but I, yeah. but I'm definitely not 21. Like I'm not 21 and I'm not 19 like I used to be. And I remember the energy I had. And I remember the 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 the, the focus, the the clearness, the ease of, of just like, cool, I can do whatever I want. I can move however I want. And I had that energy again after taking Shilajit. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then I started doing more research about it. And, and I started recommending it to friends because what I liked about it is it was just... I have no affiliation with this at, at all whatsoever. I just think it's an amazing product, but it's basically just minerals. It's like every mineral you never got that was in the mountains in the Himalayas that you're highly unlikely to have ever gotten in any type of tomato, bean sprout um, soil that you're finding on any farmland here, you're getting a a, a very nice of, and you take like a gram, you take a gram of it per day and you can feel like your focus, your, your sharpness, your, you, you have this energy again, like, wow. Like I didn't even feel like it helped me. It really helped me understand testosterone because I was always like, I was always as a fitness trainer. I was always very fascinated, even though I'd never done it. And I don't think I ever would. Um, I was always very fascinated with, um, steroids. I was always very fascinated mm-hmm. with like how far can you push the human body to go and I was always like oh god it would be so interesting to see how fast you could really run how how hard you <laughs> how much you could really lift obviously like it does you can't just take steroids if you've never trained before and expect to lift a lot you have to train and then do it um right. in a controlled environment so I don't think I'd ever do it but I was always very in- interested in like oh what does testosterone actually do for a man um and then I took this thing which is supposed supposed to increase your testosterone and you can feel like ah okay like this is why when i was younger i could lift so much weight i could i could jump so far i could you felt so fearless you felt so confident even like kind of like when you would go out you know uh, uh, and talk to women you just be like yeah like you know it's just confidence and this and that and it slowly becomes less and less and less as you get older and after taking that i realized like god like i had the energy of of being 21 again I'm very interested to try this thing.
1: One thing I do want to ask you is that how how does somebody start on this journey? Like if they haven't trained or exercised or whatever, and they like they're listening to this now and they're like, you know what, the time's come. I need to do something. What's 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 your recommendation for the first step?
0: I would say just start. Like the I I actually I saw this. Um, I I was listening to uh, like uh, one entrepreneur talk about um, the worst things young entrepreneurs can say. And it's uh, it's not now the the two killer words for a young person to start. Anything is just not now. I don't have enough. This Mm. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'll do it next week. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start. No, it's like start right now. Start as soon as you feel like it start. I have an Mm. impulse to just walk. I just need to walk and that's enough. Um, to start this journey of of, of kind of self discovery and to see what you're capable of, one, um, one just tell like start doing it. Two is also like change the environment you're in. Like you can't you can't really ta- you can't transform into your next self if you're in the environment of your old self. You're around the same mm. people who who expect the same of you, who see you in a certain way will laugh at you if you try to change because they expect you to be a certain way you cannot transform into that next your next the next version of yourself if you're in that environment so sometimes it's good to just distance yourself um if not completely extract yourself permanently from that environment um and go back when you have changed and only when you have changed and and if and if If the same people want to see you in that light, make them see you in another light so that you can truly transform. Um, once you've changed, started doing it and you've changed your environment, um, then it's just about really being consistent. You like, it's not going to be a straight line. Self-growth is not a straight line. You're going to feel like, wow, have I even done anything after, you know, even like, you know, after after five years of being an entrepreneur it's like wow like i'm still not kind of where i want to be or i still haven't yeah. but actually like you've done it. there's so many things i've learned there's so many things i have accomplished there's so many things that 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 have transformed me and there are so many things i that that aren't the same about me five years ago um so what am i complaining about you know it's a journey yeah. and and you know they i really like this quote is like is um is entrepreneurship is uh is uh, self discovery disguised as making money, which is so true. It's it's just like, it's, you know, the entrepreneurs that win is that are I the
1: ones. Entrepreneurship is the. Entre-
0: is character building disguised as making money. Character building disguised as making money. So you think you're there to go and, like, oh, I just want to get rich. But, like, you know to get there, to, to want to do the thing that you want to do to, for you to build an organization that wants you to accomplish a thing that you want to accomplish, it will test you through your, through you wanting it. how badly do you want it? And entrepreneurship is you get what you put into it. Same thing with taking care of your body, same thing with, uh, with developing yourself and same thing with, with, uh, with being fearless on the, 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 the uncertain road of, of, uh, of becoming the the your your truest self your self, your your best self um it's it's consistently uh what i always tell my uh the clients that i have is like you can't really you know this word like self-love like you can't really like appreciate and enjoy yourself if you don't discipline yourself if you don't have dom. if you don't if you can't dominate yourself you know what i was i was tell them there's like, imagine there's like a lazy version of you speaking to like a productive, hardworking version of you every single day, one of you is talking like, Hey, like, you know, don't, don't do this. And, 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 you know, don't wake up in the morning, don't wake up early or like, just wait five more minutes. or don't eat, eat whatever you want. And the productive self is like saying like, no, like I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to, and one of those win every single day. And what you want to make sure you do is like. The version of you winning, uh, the productive self, uh, the self that is hardworking, the the disciplined self constantly wins every single day. And just in that winning consistently every single day, like you win once. But if you can win 700 days straight, you know, who knows what you'll turn into? Who knows oh, who yeah. you'll become after that? And, and for me, that's oh. that's. I would always tell people to do that. Just like try and make it as, as consistent as possible work hard. And, and it's not easy, but at the end of the day, like, what are we here for? You know, we're, we're here to serve others and we're here to, to be the best version we can possibly be. And we're here to learn. I think that's the that's uh,
1: one thing, that one thing that you just said now is we're here to serve others. And if you are the best version of yourself by your being the best version of yourself, you're benefiting yourself, but you're also benefiting everybody around you. you know? Absolutely. And, and, and like, we're coming, not to keep coming back to my principles, whatever, but if you are spontaneous, virile, enthusiastic, passionate, and trusting is you're just going to be better company for everybody else. If mm. you're within, when you're with enthusiastic, enthusiastic people, you make other people enthusiastic. It's like it's infectious like that. If you want to be enthusiastic, be around enthusiastic people. You know, If you want to be spontaneous, be around spontaneous people. If you want to be virile, be around virile people. And if you don't have virile people and spontaneous people around you, then be it and those people will come to you. You will magnetically attract them to you. It's just the nature of creation and the nature of life. And that's what I'm calling yeah, people absolutely. to. And it sounds to me like you're calling people to the exact same thing and i do really think that we need to do some kind of cross pollination of what you're doing on in the physical field No, like you need to music. To Malaysia
0: you need to come to malaysia and show people this this music yeah, course it, you man. have i i love the the idea of like uh, the you know i remember the last time i was in south africa i was talking to um uh dr ali cuz he's a he's a, a like an ex powerlifter and he was yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. he was telling me, like, come to come to um, Dallas College and, and you know, be the coach. And I was like, actually, it's such a good idea just to have a sports program with any anything you do. Just even just like weightlifting. Just like, you know, yeah. you have people, you study together, you learn together, you do exams together, you gym together, you get lift weights together, exactly. you struggle together, you pick things up together, you, you run five kilometers, 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers together, you do marathons. You get fit. You 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 push each other. You buy your hack. You 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 optimize the body as much as possible. You and then you 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 know this kind of environment. I feel like, um, you know where you're around men and you have other men pushing you to be better out of love. You know, it's like male love, just to like you know. You have your and brother that's next. That's what you and bonds. Like, yeah,
1: that's what creates bonds. Why do you think that the U.S. Marines go through a whole initiation process that is exactly that pushing them to the absolute limit, but pushing them, pushing them to the limit as a group, because when it comes down to it at the end of the day, when they need to fight on the battlefield, they need to know that they've got each other's back and having gone through an experience like that, your brothers its like for me personally, as I went to boarding school and I went through seven years of boarding school and, like, of all of the boys that were in my year, I don't think I've spoken to any of them. Well, no, I've spoken to a couple of them. But, like, let's say 95% of the boys that were in my year I haven't spoken to for at least, like, seven or eight years. I know for a fact, tomorrow, like, I bump into one of them. is like, he's my brother. Every single person in my year. The guys I liked and the guys I didn't like—they're my brothers. You know, we grew up together. It's like mm. we went through that together, and it's—it's—is it's what used to be the state that that used to be the norm, is that you went through some kind of initiation and 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 building those those bonds of brotherhood. and yeah. I mean, it gives you—it gives a man
0: strength. You know, like if a man doesn't mm. feel like he's anything,
1: I want to say I want to say to you, you're in Malaysia, right? now what about somebody in malaysia who's looking for some real company where
0: should they go actually i just i recently have been um i mean not uh like i recently have met this this guy um he just recently became muslim actually but he he's he's had a lot of um family troubles and uh and uh and uh, he he he's come from a very complicated background uh, you know but he's you know what what's amazing he's he 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 found um he found clarity in in a lot of his life um in his very uncertain uh, very troubled life he found um he found the teachings of the prophet muhammad and he he came to my house actually on uh, on eid um with a friend and he was talking to me and erman my sister's uh, new husband and they were he was saying like I I I I just became Muslim, but I haven't done the Shahada. And um, he did the Shahada right then and there. Like like me and Erman just pulled him outside and we're like, okay, well if you want to do it, do it. And then he did wow. it, and and it was like you know with, with the 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 witnesses we had, um, we was like, oh yeah. And I've been talking to this guy for a while, and you know he's like he's craving it so much. I mean, he comes from a background he's he's like very very i mean ho- some horrible things have happened to him but he he's very interested in learning and he's very very curious and uh, you know he he doesn't have a lot of people around him because of his troubled life um, especially his parents because his parents are the cause of his troubled life um but he he's really looking for it and i've tried my best to to be there and i, I keep telling him like god like i wish i wish you could exp- have experienced like the community like it, it like it was what's like his, as we saw what, when we
1: were what young is, what's he passionate about this one in, this guy in particular do you know um, something that he's passionate about something that he likes
0: passionate about um he loves cooking he really send loves cooking at the moment his, he's like
1: send him send him the episode of my podcast with yusuf because that that episode is all about Sheik up table. table. Uh, That will give him. I mean, you will talk about communities. Like that's the core of the of the community, and that's the the Shake's chef. That's going to give him a taste of what it was to sit at the Shake's table. He'll whatever he'll get something. I'll send. I'll send you the link. He'll get something
0: from that, big time. Just send him that. It's so nice. It's, It's so nice to be able to have that. You know, like to know that. Like actually, if you have someone who's troubled like this, like. You do need to speak to them about their their passions and their this, and and touch them in 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 the part you know is so central to them, and then from there you can lift them up and 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 put them on a path of like you know like follow your heart, follow your heart, and and know that your heart led you here, and your heart's gonna get you out of this thing, and it's gonna put you mm. in kind of next mm. version yeah. of yourself. It's gonna transform yeah. you into the next the next part of your life which 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 is going to be wonderful. I keep telling him like because he he does he does talk to me a lot about um about uh you know, he's he's always like you know, he's like like I want my life to be better. I want I want this and I always tell him, you know, like like all things um you know, you have to tell yourself like this period will pass. This period will always pass. I remember seeing some it was some like little little um video about um Tom Hanks talking about like uh talking about it, he was talking with a bunch of other actors, and he was saying, like you know like you have to understand like some things in your life like they will pass, and whenever whenever things happen, if you feel like you're on top of the world, that will pass when you feel like the world has just crushed you and you don't feel like you're worth anything, it's like that will pass as well, and so all those the, the part the point he's in right now is he really just like he feels like he's at the bottom, and I keep telling him like this will pass like you're 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 climbing up steps. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you don't get to Mount Everest on the first day, um, but you do get there eventually, you know, because you, you want to, you're willing to, and, you know, this is very central to you, and your heart led you here. And just follow your heart towards the next version, the next kind of step that you're going to take and let, let uncertainty, in a way, kind of guide you. Instead oh, of uncertainty, Yes, yes. stepping on the next yes. uncertain step let the uncertainty just kind of guide you up the steps towards, you know, the next, the next phase of your life.
1: Yeah. No, just one of the big things of today is everyone looks at anxiety as this kind of disease is this mental illness. It's like, you know, I, people, I don't know whether I've found it a lot of people saying to me is that, uh, I have anxiety as if it's like this, like this thing that's like on your shoulders. Like I have a boil, like I have anxiety and I'm like, anxiety is not a mental illness anxiety is the body's natural reaction to kind of scary stimuli so mm-hmm. if something's there that you're nervous about your body's bringing up that anxiety now the thing is is that you can either avoid the thing that you're afraid of or you observe and you go into yourself and you look at the fear and you look at the anxiety and you say okay what is this revealing in me
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And go through it and, 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 and with it and allow it to unlock another part of your being. And I, and I think today, like nowadays, now you've got anti anxiety medication. And again, it's just that thing is not getting to who you are, it's just repressing the self. Something that I really do want to do is I want to get a grouping of men together to train, kill, and eat. I say kill, I'm talking about killing animals. I, I want to do it in South Africa and I also want to do it in like Hungary and some other places, right? But I just, I just, I just want because I've got this friend of mine is a, a black belt in jiu jitsu, he's like in his 40s pushing 50s, but he trained under Helio Gracie, so he's like he's got the directest nud, you know, like it's coming straight from the and he's got like a whole load of moves that are that. Elio Gracie taught him himself, you know, and he also was with Hoist Gracie and he was also friends with Tupac and like the, he was part of the whole rap wow. game. He's a fascinating, fascinating man. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, see, we've got him, you've got Humayun, who is like the Kung Fu guy. Then I've got this friend of mine in Cape Town who's just turned professional as a boxer. And I want to get like a group of men together with those three men. You fly them to wherever you need to be. And you just get like a group of guys to come together for a period of time. It doesn't have to be like months on end, but it's like you wake up in the morning and you train and you train and you do like three hours of training, right? Then you have breakfast and you chill. You can do whatever the whatever the hell you like. Go for a walk, check out the place, wherever we are, do whatever you want. Lunch. We chow lunch. Then you do whatever you like. Then Maghrib, weird, short little talk, dinner, do whatever you like. It's just about the company and in between killing some animals because you need to be able to kill Like a a
0: retreat almost.
1: Yes, in a way. I guess, I mean, you would would call it a retreat, but it's just for men to be in the company of men, just to be in good company and, and not for any other reason, not for like, you want to go and catch on nonsense and play with all the girls? It's like, yeah, cool, do that. I'm not stopping you from doing that. But this is not that. This is like, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. time for men to be with men. You've got meat, you've got fire, and you've got good company, you know? And and you're training, you're exercising, you're keeping yourself, you know, strong and learning something. And even if it's just a taste of jujitsu that sparks something, or it's a taste of kung fu, or a taste of boxing or whatever it is, but it's like, at moving at the end of the day is that confronting fear is difficult it's difficult it's not easy if it was easy everyone would be a a hero you know it takes it takes courage but confronting your fears as in a group that's just is always going to be easier
0: yeah it's like a fight club it's like a fight club retreat for men and we hunt and And do jiu-jitsu and we and we gut.
1: Our I mean, I tell what? Tell me, what man wouldn't go?
0: Yeah, that that sounds like it'd be fun. Actually, like you could charge, like you could make a uh, quite a quite a cool thing to do.
1: Killing, gutting, skinning, cooking, eating
0: meat, fire. I just want to do it. I looked into like the world of retreats. I was like, oh, do people actually do this? And I, and it's like the people that were running the retreats after COVID were like, wow, like. Things went. People just want an experience. They want like a like something, yeah, unique, man. something private and something you know you know something. I'd say like something like niche down and and private like this. You can only get this certain thing with Abdullah. Yeah, that you know, kind of thing. Oh yeah, go to Abdullah. Classic Dutton if you want. C- classical
1: imagine. music. Classical yeah. music. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> boxing 200. and shoot and shooting animals it's like come it's like the noble hillbilly
0: <laughs> yeah but i mean as long as it like you know it, it like it gets into an ultimately like at the end of the day like i think people will come for you because you know mm. you know they see like why you're doing this and they'll be like actually like i do i like i mean the, the thought of that sounds like very fun i love that idea oh yeah 100%. um 100 so percent it's like I I definitely think like if you put it into just like a a nice little uh, PDF, a little like, honestly I would say it's just an itinerary, and then just like look, this is how much it's going to cost to do that, um, and do this, and then piece it together, bring everyone over. Bro, and then to they- be
1: honest, I've done I've done it so many times. I do it all the time. That's oh really? I, I
0: just oh, perfect.
1: Yeah, just with just but just with my friends. You know, I'm not selling it as a service. I just like phone the guys. I'm like, yo, we're going to this village you want to come uh can you make it yeah yeah yeah. no 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 say, okay cool we're just three guys okay we go three guys another time is 20 guys another time it's 10 guys you know but like this is what we do like that, that it's good i love it i just do it for fun now if i can yeah. get paid to do it even better you know what i mean that's what that's that's the ideal business is the thing that you do for fun and you get paid for it you yeah. know but it's also so in line with everything that i'm doing that i'm just thinking like oh this is awesome
0: I thought you could put this out to like your the followers you have, like, Hey, I'm doing a putting, I'm doing this retreat. Um, people would just be like, Oh, sign me up. Here's the sign up for. Bro.
1: bro I, I, I'm so amazed at how many people that I actually have. Like I, do, cause I'm not really like, I just see numbers. I don't like actually kind of yeah, go in it. it but, yeah. and also it's like, they're not all in one place. So it's like yeah, I've got it. some followers on Instagram, I've got some followers on TikTok, I've got some followers on the podcast, on Spotify, i got other ones on Apple Music, I've got other ones on what other all the other platforms, and they're not all consolidated in one place, right? But now with Khalid, I've been building this, uh, like the on social media, automation stuff, all the back end yeah. and everything. And suddenly, like I did, I did this webinar and I get like 120 signups. I'm like, yeah, I've got tw- 120 people signed up for yeah. me to talk for 45 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm like, I did this classical music thing and I got 50 people signed up. So now, like, okay, there's a few crossovers, but I've got like my email list is now 150. Like, yeah. I haven't done anything other than said that, look, like, I'm doing this webinar, pitched up, done the webinar. Okay, I mm-hmm. built the website and whatnot. And now i'd like do this like classical music challenge and make a couple of posts on instagram and it's like boom 50 people i mean
0: i've done like the content you've been putting out on your podcast is like no one gold no one is talking about that i was just i i just went to turkey like last month and um i was like begging humaira i was like humaira come on like start talking on i was like yeah like i don't know how because obviously they don't know how to use the technology and i'm like <laughs> I think like someone like Kumaira just like the the things she can say but it's like the things you're saying on your podcast with the people you're talking to and the things you're talking about you don't hear about those anywhere like anywhere and like I mean I I guess like like maybe I'm climbing from like a biased point of view because I'm also I'm also massively interested in the things that you're talking about and perhaps but it's not it's not um uh, it's not unpalatable to anyone different any different from me like anyone who would listen to it would be like wow like the, i remember the the first one talking with uh, you and dr ali i can't remember the basics but I, rem- I can't remember exactly what you guys said but i remember how it made me feel and i remember feeling after listening to that that i was like this is gold like this is absolute gold and i was like no one's talking like this on any podcast ever. but like, not just is it
1: gold not just is it gold but it's also understandable like you pick up the Shake's book, right? The interim is mine. Ninety-five percent of people can't even read the first chapter, let alone paragraph. It's very dense. It's very, it's very like you've got to understand the background, the context, the language, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? But then I'm having like I've studied this for fifteen years. I, I'm passionate about it. I love it. It's, it's like what gives me the most joy you know just like going through the sheikh's works the political writings right and i love teaching it so when mm-hmm. i get people in front of me and i've been doing it for 10 years so i'm taking the sheikh stuff and i'm teaching it to people that have absolutely no idea about the sheikh stuff so you have to, and they have no idea about anything so you've got to go right back to trying to explain the origins of money for dummies you know, and then showing like this is a stage of events and this has happened over 300 years and we've come to this point, it's not some freak occurrence that just happened, it's like there's a train of events that's led up to this. Now, if you follow this and if you follow the historical context and if you look at the philosophy and if you look at Rome and you look at ancient Greece and you look at all of the empires that came before us because things happen in like kind of waves, you yeah. can predict what's going to happen over the next 200 years, right? Mm-hmm. And that 200 years may actually be 100 years or it may be 50 years. We don't know how quickly it's going to like collapse or how quickly it's going to totter on. But if you want to be not just surviving through the oncoming chaos but thriving through it and setting your descendants up to be at the top of society, when this old thing like crumbles away and this new thing arises, then you need to be doing this, 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 this. Yeah, And you need to be understanding this, 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 this. And you've got to know how power works and you've got to know about how the money system works and you've got to know how the human being is hardwired and you've got to unlock those parts of your being, which is going to give you more strength and more energy and more power right yeah. and it's all of these things and they all come intertwined and there may be people that are talking about some of the things that I'm talking about but there's nobody who's taking all of those things and putting it together into one concise argument that outlines an an actionable way forward for young men in the 21st century mm. and that and you don't have to be muslim because this is all encompassing but the reality is if you do it and you take it on, you will inevitably become Muslim because yeah. Islam is, the, Islam is the only religion left. And it's not even a religion, it's a deen. And it's the only, it's the only structure that hold, that still holds the divine above man, above the created. Mm. <laughs> this is, so it's like at the point at which you get a thousand free men, and a thousand free women and their tens of thousands or five thousand free children in a grouping in a social body, there's only one solution to govern and rule over that body of people, and it is Islam. Because mm-hmm. it's the only remaining legal and social framework that isn't made up by man. It's a divine revelation. And therefore is in tune with nature and it's in tune with the creation. Yeah. And so it will work. And that's not not saying it's a utopia, but it's divine law. It's not man's made up
0: law. Yeah. And I would say like, even like to find like the, the highest point of virility for yourself would also be to, to find Islam, to, to find Allah and, and get in tune with the highest, the highest, you know, in tune with the divine. And get really, like, really close, really close to it, as close as you can, and 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 eliminate fear and eliminate anxiety if you can, and 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 really pursue that. I feel like that. I'm. I mean, I I don't I don't know of any braver men than Muslims at all. And it's not it's not because of the. It's because. It's not because of their fearlessness of the it's because it doesn't matter how strong and big they can get, because they still go down into sajda, and they still submit, because that's the strength. The strength is that you are not God, you are not. You don't need to do this all with your hands. It will be done. It will be done like it was going to be done since the beginning of time. One way or another, inshallah.